This is episode three of the Happy Space podcast. Today we're exploring why the silent treatment can be a good thing with the owners of Samantha James Hair Design. Welcome to the Happy Space podcast, a place where highly sensitive people thrive. Not only will we learn how to better navigate life with our superpowers, we'll find ways to better manage the challenges too. We'll hear from product and service innovators, space designers, and leaders who believe in creating an inclusive, neurologically safe world. If you're highly sensitive or want to better understand and support someone who is, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Claire Kumar, and I'm so very happy you're here. As highly sensitive people, we're often really not in the mood for trivial, small talk, just noisy chit-chat. It's maybe not what we're interested in doing. And if, you know, 70% of us are introverted, it's really not where we're getting our energy and we might not be up for interacting. But when we go for services like to the nail salon or to get our hair done, often there's an expectation that there's going to be conversation as part of the experience. Well, I want to introduce you to today's guests. We've got Samantha Lacoste and James Willette from Samantha James Hair Design in Winnipeg. And I'm so excited to have been introduced to them because they realize that that's not what every client wants for a number of reasons, not uh, focused specifically on highly sensitive people. But as soon as I heard about their silent service, I knew it was something we needed to talk about. So they've offered actually on the menu a service, which is silent, and it really lets them know and all the staff know that you're going to prefer to not have to engage in that small talk. So stay tuned for an amazing episode where we dive into why you really can actually order the silent treatment. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, James and Samantha. They are partners. Um, so Samantha and James comes from both of their names. First of all, Samantha Lacoste, she's driven and motivated in everything she does. She completed a BA in business administration while working as a hairstylist. She also works as a Redken artist, educating other stylists and traveling across Canada, working backstage at hair shows, including Toronto's MasterCard Fashion Week. She's really a big supporter of education, continually educating herself and her clients. You'll hear her talk about the importance of that in our discussion. And she's happy to have teamed with her friend and coworker, James, and they together created Samantha James Hair Design, their very first salon. And you'll meet James Willette as well. He started hairstyling training right after high school. I love that, you know, people know what they want to do. It's, uh, I was always a little envious of that myself in high school. Along the way, he has been a two-time finalist in the Contessa Awards. He's done hair for photo shoots, featured in Outwards Magazine, which is an LGBT Winnipeg magazine. He's been the creative director for charity hair fashion shows and was named one of Canada's top 10 bridal hairstylists in 2014. 
So he lived a short time in Montreal and later decided Winnipeg was his home. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation where I explore with Samantha and James why they came up with this service, why they decided to bring it to their clients and the impact that it's had on their business. You're in for a treat. Today's episode of the Happy Space podcast is sponsored by ClaireKumar.com. Not only am I excited to spearhead the Happy Space movement, I love coaching busy professionals to achieve greater productivity and well-being. The two go hand in hand. I also adore taking the stage. If you're looking for an interactive, engaging event to inspire and invite action, whether it be on successful work-life integration, sustainable performance, organization and productivity, or expanding inclusivity, please visit clairekumar.com and find out more. Samantha and James, thrilled to have you with me today. I want to dive right into what prompted you to create this service, this silent service in your hair salon? What drove you to this great decision? Can we start? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we've always kind of had the core values of uh, being a very inclusive and safe space. And so Samantha actually went to London one day, England, for some training, and she took a great course by another salon, and they actually had this service, and it was called a silent service. So when she came back, she was very excited. She goes, oh my God, they have this thing, and I think it's something that we really need to implement. And so once we got to chatting and really like dissecting what it was, and we just said, yes, like we need to have this a part of our business because it just falls right into what we're about so yeah and I think with that like it's a no-brainer type of thing right it's so easy to implement it doesn't cost you anything it was just a another aspect that we could add into the inclusivity of our space so take me back to that salon experience that you had in the UK and in Canada we always have to qualify which London we're talking about right so (laughs) London UK you were over there for a course and help our listeners understand what is the silent service? What is what is it that you fell in love with in the concept? Tell, tell us a little bit about it so we understand what it is you've actually implemented. Yeah, so I mean, the salon that I went to was so unique, but they essentially what this service is, is it is a service where you are free of the small chit chat. And so you don't have the pressure of talking during your service. And I know personally, when I go to a massage, sometimes I don't like to talk and there might be a massage therapist that is chatting away. And it's that time where you just want to unwind and just relax and not have to think about anything. And that is something that we could bring into the salon space with that. I, I know there's been times as a stylist where you think like, oh, does that client want to talk? Does it, yeah. Do they not want to talk? You're kind of just... Sometimes I don't want to talk and yeah. you feel you need to, right? Just kind of fill the silence. Yeah. So you're, you're always kind of like wondering, does that does that client want to talk? So you try to ask them a couple questions and then they're, you're just not sure, right? So this kind of just took away... the the pressure of talking, right? Or the awkwardness of asking them if they don't want to talk. So um, with that, it's a service that is free of small chat. Yeah, no, so it's, you you know, you're not, it's, it takes away like the judgment, something you can ask for. 
it's a, it's on our service menu. So you don't have to like ask awkwardly be like, can you not talk to me? Because there's no polite way to really say that. I think like no matter how you phrase it, I think it always kind of sounds rude to be like, can you not talk to me? <laughs> right. Like, please. Right. Right. Like, it's really, it's, it's a tough thing to bring up for whatever reason you might have behind it. Um, so this way it just removes all judgment. It's just something you could book. Oh my God, I was going to add on to what you were saying and I lost my thought. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, it's on the menu. I love the concept. It's on the menu and just connecting it to our highly sensitive listeners out there or introverts or anybody who's been a little bit overwhelmed as many of us have been. It gives this opportunity to have a peaceful Uh, moment. And there's not many peaceful moments in our existence these days. And I like that because for highly sensitive people, for sure, we like deep and meaningful conversation. And that can emerge over time. I know I've had the same hairstylist for, I'm going to say 14 years straight now. I've heard of this. It can be super intimidating, right? So Mm. it's like, it can take time to build, right? The relationship. And at first you might not, you don't want that pressure. Um, Or you might be, you might gosh, I'm really going for the conversation in this by now. But the, even even after 14 years, you know what? We have an ease of rapport with us. We can kind of see if one of us yeah. feels more chatty than the other and, and not, right? So, but at the beginning, especially, what a great way to put that as a um, environment, as an offer without having any awkwardness about it. It's an invitation. Yeah, and I was just, too like it lets the client control the conversation and the level of conversation they want to have because we'll still do like part of our job too is to like talk about hair and what we're doing obviously we're not just gonna like be completely mute and like just chop your hair into a bob you know like without asking (laughs) here's a bowl see you later (laughs) but at least this way you know then if they decide to talk they're welcome to it so like it's just but now we know the starting level and then they can build upon that as much as they feel comfortable you know so we're still going to do our jobs and be professional and like talk about hair and like if there's products and stuff obviously uh, but it'll just be about hair until you're ready to open the door to more conversation yeah i think that's that's the thing of it is it's not just for those who have sensory sensitivities it's for those who are somebody who works a really high demanding job it can be somebody who uh, struggles with migraines it could be um, a, a new mom who just needs like some quiet time right it's literally for anybody who just wants to just close their eyes and enjoy their service and relax right and unwind and that's kind of where we add in in the explanation of the service is that you know, we're still going to have the chatter around the salon. There still will be people who are talking just so you are aware. They'll hear the blow dryers, all that kind of stuff. But this is a time for you just to relax and not feel that pressure of talking with your stylist, just a time to enjoy the silence between you and your stylist. And that's the, the kind of the unique thing with it too, is that we have had a lot of people book this service, but a lot of them still like to talk during their service. So it's funny when we were starting it, uh, not really knowing like what this whole service was and we're still kind of like exploring it. And we'd have a client come in, they had booked the silent service and they're, they start talking. You're like, should I talk back? I I don't know what to say. (laughs) So you're kind of like, Oh, but, but what we learned through this process is that 
it's a way for them to, like James said, to control the conversation, right? It's on their terms. So if they want to talk, they can. If they don't want to talk, they don't have to. It's really up to them so that they have that control over it. Because sometimes people feel this like pressure to talk about how was your day? How is it? Are you going on any trips? Are you doing this? So you don't have to have that pressure with that. And you can just do what you like. And even for um, repeat clients too, who knows what's going on in their life? They have made have suffered a loss or like are really stressed at work and they might need time and you've known your stylist for 14 years but who knows you can go in one day and say you could have had a really bad day and you just need time to sit and so this way you could book something like that and then she knows okay I don't you know she needs some time to herself today so as much as it's for new people coming in even like repeat clients it gives them the option of like oh I don't need to like get into everything you know like I've it's kind of weird. I've had quite a few clients with, over COVID that they've gone through like some really big divorces of like 30 plus year relationships and some are willing to talk about it and some aren't. And I could, you know, I know them well enough to tell not to dive into it with some of them, but I think, you know, this is a nice option for people to say like, you know, I'm going through some stuff. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just here to kind of like be for a minute. Right. So that's exactly what was coming up for me. It's an inv invitation to be instead of be responsive. Yeah. And we, we're having to respond to so much throughout the day. Where are the invitations to be? This is, it's, it's a real mindful opportunity and, and a gracious invitation that you've made. I love how you've learned through the process that people come in and, and some of them still choose to talk. So in the menu, when you talk about offering this, do you deal with that at all? Do you say, do you talk about this client control that we're still going to talk to you if you want to talk, but it's, it's really up to you. Do you address that at all? Or do you just let it naturally evolve well, the way the client wants? I think at first we didn't because we were still learning, but now we kind of just remind them that like, it's not that we're not going to talk to you and we're going to ignore it. Like we're not ignoring you. It's just that, you know, you just, but that, that, but that even if they book the styling service and on that day, something happened and they're, yeah. they're super oh, yeah. chatty that, that that's okay. Right. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. It's a, and it's funny too, because sometimes clients will start to talk to each other. I, like that's one thing with COVID, it's been a little different now, obviously with, cause we have barriers and stuff. So it's a little more difficult, but I remember there was like, I think there was two people that had a silent service. And then by the end of the service, they were like chatting up and like talking to each other the whole time. And you're just like, but then I think it was just cause they both felt comfortable or whatever the case, you know? So it's just kind of funny how it happens sometimes that I think they they feel comfortable knowing that they don't have to but then in that sense of like ease they open up more you've created a psychologically safe space yeah so if then people are more at ease there's probably more natural connection that's going to come out of it because it's interesting we look at open concept offices for example and the thought was well people are going to be bumping into each other and talking and in fact it shut down the number of interactions people were having because we feel too exposed so it's it's interesting what the psychological safety and the neurological safety ends up doing for for the individual. So what what impact would it would you say it's had on either specific clients or or on your business as a whole? Can you talk to to, to that a little bit? Yeah, I I think that it's had a lot of recognition um, throughout the city. Uh, and I, I start to see more and more salons start to pick it up and whether they have it on their menu or it's just something that they kind of talk with their, their clients saying, 
would you like a silent service today or not? So um, I think that it's becoming a lot more recognized and especially with a lot more talk about mental health. That conversation is becoming so much more prevalent that it's these little things are really starting to come up. So I think that for us as a salon, it's become, it's changed the way that people view services. It's changed the way that people book services. Just knowing that there is that option, it creates just more of a safe space. And that's really what it is. So with no explanation required. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like this is, well, it's normalizing that somebody might want to have a peaceful experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And um, this is what this podcast is uh, is about to a large degree. It's to inspire businesses to say, wait, how can I design and create services and products and spaces with sensitivity in mind? Mm -hmm. And I remember um, we talked before this interview just to to prepare for it. And Samantha, you said, I, I think you had a reflection on your own desire or need for something like this that oh you would like you would like to be able to have this option Mm -hmm. yeah and that kind of goes back to like my experience being in a massage studio and it it just it makes a difference just not having to have that pressure of talking and I know that I have had certain instances where there's somebody talking to me during a service and and even actually there's a lot of times I go to a nail salon too and they start talking to me and you know we're face to face so it's a little bit easier to do so but I'm just like I talk to people all day long you know I go home to just be in my own space and if I go to do another service yes there's sometimes where I am more chatty but a lot of times I just want to sit and like just be. <laughs> That's really what it is. So, um, especially when you're in a job with the public, like mm-hmm. it's not something where you you're talking all day and then you go and you have to talk more. And I know I've I've talked with some uh, stylists that I used to work with years ago, and they were talking about going to their kids' soccer game, and they're just like, you know, all the moms start talking. She's like, I just want to sit there and watch my kid play soccer, you know, <laughs> and and that's the reality of our job. So. You raise a great point because there's knowing each individual's daily construct. So my my love goes out and he's working with people daily as a first responder. And so there's the team as always there. And on a busy day, he's not looking to go out and go and run around the city and do something. He's like, I just need to restore and recover. And for me, I work at home by myself largely. This is like a highlight of my day talking to you today, right? And I am like, Let's talk. Let's go do something. So understanding where people are, especially in what you do and being open to dancing with them in the way in, in a way they're looking to interact. I, I just think it's such a rich gift. And I and I I want that to be something that more people are conscious of. So um, you mentioned you think you were the first salon to bring it to Canada. Yeah, that we know of. That yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Extensive. Yeah. nationwide search or anything but yeah you, but in winnipeg this is we're talking we're talking to you based in winnipeg and you said you've certain you've you've got the sense it's spreading too. yeah mm-hmm. when we first started when we first had heard about it from this salon um i started googling as much as i could of silent services within winnipeg or within canada and i couldn't find any salons that had it on their menu so whether they were doing it in their salon just as a you know face-to-face um 
saying, would you like this to be a silent service? I don't know, but nobody had it on their menu as an option. And I think that that is something that makes it so much easier for people to be able to choose that option. And again, it's a conversation that's being had, right? Like people know that they can come to our space and that we offer that. So I think it's so important to have it on your menu as an option so people know, because we have had people come into our salon, um, new clients who came to us because we had this service, because they have never gone to a salon before because they have so much anxiety about coming in and having the pressure of talking. And we don't know if you're not somebody who struggles with mental health or somebody who struggles with, or is more of an introvert, you don't, understand you can't empathize with that right because you don't understand what those people are going through so to have the options for people to do that is so so important so going back to yes i think we were the first yeah. <laughs> people in canada to be able to offer it and now seeing the conversation being had more you we are noticing a few more salons being uh, offering this service and i think to any salon out there who is thinking about doing it that or any any business really that it is so easy to implement yeah. and it, it doesn't it, cost you anything. It doesn't extra. cost anything. It's just, uh, mm -hmm. you add an extra line on your website saying that you offer it. And mm -hmm. that's. Tell us a little bit more about the implementation. Cause I think this is a super powerful point. Number one, it's not costing you. No. Yeah. Um, you put it explicitly on the menu, but you mentioned earlier to me that training the employees to understand what's involved here, uh, and the learning as you go share a little bit more about that journey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, for implementing it, it was, you know, you really want to have a deep conversation with your staff and say, like, this isn't just a, you, know, you really can't think of it as like, I'm here to make money through these people. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about making sure creating a safe space for people. So it's not just saying, yeah, we offer this and I'm just not going to talk to you. It's like, no, we have this option for you because we understand that you suffer from either some social um, anxiety or uh, migraines or any kind of neuro um, sensitivity like it it's about understanding people not just saying like yes we offer this right so we really had a deep conversation with our staff um and just our, educating and just educating right? about and ask them too like what they thought um if there's something because we do have some staff members with anxiety um you know and i think us especially well, anxiety I, yeah some anxiety issues um i know i have <laughs> developed some i know we kind of talked about this before how we're like oh okay that's what that is right and yes. um, you know like yeah anxiety anxiety has grown and and yeah. especially i think in the younger population where texting is the the mode of choice picking up the phone and even having conversation is yeah. is like way like who does that anymore Right. So it, using our words and voices is foreign in a lot of yeah. cases. Yeah. And, and it, I think for a lot of people that's practice, you know, like I know when I got into this career, I had to teach myself how to talk to people because I'm not as much as I like going dancing, that kind of thing. Like I am kind of an introvert at home and like I'm a little more private. So for me to just start a conversation with a stranger, it is kind of like I have to put on, I have to like talk myself into it. So, you know, it's, takes a lot to do that and but now with this i think people are realizing that like okay it's okay not to like open up entirely to everyone and i can be like a little you know like 
You're making me think of something though. I'm wondering if there is like an introvert to introvert moment here where you can be like, you can get me, like, I love not to talk through all my sessions. So maybe all those clients should be coming to me. Well, and I was going to say too, like kind of from a selfish perspective, um, when I'm working, I work better when I'm not talking to people, when I'm not, like, I love chatting with my clients that we have a great time, but at the same time, I'm going to work a lot quicker and more efficiently if I'm just focusing on what I'm doing, right? And that's just because I'm not multitasking. So from that side, I I still do great stuff even when I'm chatting, but it just takes me a little bit longer because then my attention is split, right? Between conversation and the work. You're so speaking to my productivity <laughs> coach heart right now because, yeah, yeah, because multitasking can get you. I, I can imagine if it went sideways in a haircut, that I mean, could no, be a bad not thing. That, it's not to that extreme, but like, and it's... Well, no, well, it wouldn't, but you, to your point, you're going to slow down to make sure it doesn't, right? Because you're, you've got to attend to one thing and then you come back to the haircut. So for sure, it's going to take yeah. time. So yeah, there is an, there's an efficiency angle here too, but I'm very sensitive. <laughs> that's not why you did it. Okay. Yeah. So with, with going kind of back to the implementation part of it, um, I think that a very important part of it is especially depending on what your salon environment is, where we do have, we're, we're a teaching salons. So, you know, we do have some staff come over to us, some stylists come over and watch what we're doing, ask questions, or, you know, we can kind of go back and forth um, and, and chat around the room. Um, but we do in a very uh, little secretive way, we have a different cape that that client wears. So that they know that it doesn't that say like is, silence no. or, you know, don't talk. It's it doesn't just, say that. Does it say S-P-F-E-L? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, at okay. first I wanted to put like shh on it or something, yeah. but uh, no, we just have a different it's color. It's a different cape. color. Yeah. Um, not the monkey with no. their ears covered. No. Like it's like there's, but it's so it's, so it's interesting because this is bringing up how humor could have yeah. a role. Or, or not, right? But you're also, yeah, oh my gosh, there's a whole discussion well, actually. But in, and that's exactly it, right? Is we, we, we talked about having like quiet time or something like kitschy on it. But the reality is, is this is somebody who's coming to our, our, our space to feel safe, right? And they don't want to be on display that they're the quiet client, right? So um, we have a different colored cape that they can wear so that our staff knows that they're not going to come over and start to converse with that client. They're going give to give us our space so that they know that this is our quiet time or this is a silent service. So, and we're not going to tell you the color. So, <laughs> we but I love that. And so it's interesting, right? Because there's, there's something in England that I've seen. There's a lanyard with sun, sunflowers on it. And you can wear that to signify an invisible challenge. And I talked about that in a, in a group uh, recently to get their feedback on it. And there were, were some people who just said, oh my gosh, in certain situations, I like for me, when I'm traveling, I would really love to wear that because I don't want to have to explain everything. I would love to have a visual cue that says, I really need to go sit in the quiet room and then come to the lineup because if I have to stand two hours in the lineup, I'm going to be completely mm -hmm. depleted. And there were other people that were just absolutely averse, um, very, very strongly averse to having any kind of visible designation of difference. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very, it's a very personal thing. So again, you're being mm -hmm. sensitive. And I just want, I'm just like <laughs> so hard because, because you've embedded sensitivity in your thoughtfulness about how you invite clients to engage. 
to their to their um, sensory experience, to their emotional experience. And I think you can serve as inspiring role models to to all the businesses out there. So listeners, please um, spread the word about Samantha James Hair Design and this silent service. Ask for it in your salon if it's not there, if you would benefit from it. Be brave to have that conversation. Talk to the manager and say, hey, I heard about this, this service and boy, that would have really been helpful for me today. So there are ways that we can spread this, you know, the encouragement to have a more tender world and to have more of these silent places or calm places we're invited to be rather than be responsive. So yeah, I just I just want to applaud you um, just deeply from my heart. And and is there any last thing you would like to say to an owner that's considering, you know, considering moving towards greater sensitivity? In their yeah, home? I think that we were kind of having this conversation earlier is that with any type of new service or new offering that you have within your space is really just educate yourself on it. Because if we don't educate ourselves on it, we don't know the full extent of it and we might make mistakes. Mistakes are okay to make, but if we have a deeper understanding of these things, we can offer it in a better and a more efficient or, or different way. So I think that no matter what you are doing within your space is just really educate yourself first so that you know the reason behind why you are doing what you're doing. And that's really the important part of it. Yeah. It's not about making money. It's not about, I mean, making money is great, but yeah. it's about really understanding the why behind what you're doing. Yeah. Money comes, right? Like it's, it's, if you're willing to put yourself out there and do something different, and, mm -hmm. you know, be part of the solution, then you'll be rewarded in the end in many ways right so and i think for people wondering how to implement it you just have to do it you know like you just gotta say okay and ask your clients ask the the your patrons ask your staff like hey is this something we need in our space is this something that would make us work better and be better in in our environment right that's that's what it's about so i know i think our long-term goal is to actually have a private area so like right now we're, we're a smaller space, so it is all open, but you know, eventually we would like to just have like a separate suite for people that with the sensory, um, sensitivities, thank you. Um, so then they, they well, you also mentioned space, you know, there's no yeah. public, sorry, yes. <laughs> no, but you also mentioned cultural yes, yeah. too so sometimes, that was, yeah. right? And so that's another one. I mean, there's there's so many reasons for having sensitive treatment, whether it's a genetic, a temporary situation, or perhaps a cultural comfort to having greater privacy. And also you mentioned people going through treatments or having, you know, having hair issues, hair thinning, hair loss. Like there's so much that's a really big conversation. So like, you know, it's it it's tough to talk about. And and I know so like right now it is something we are gonna be offering soon. We're trying to book them in like when we're kind of cl closed, <laughs> not not actually, but just like when there's fewer people in the salon, just so that they can feel more comfortable and talking openly about it, right? Because it is, it can be a very touchy subject for a lot of people, so. Yeah, our hair is, is a big part of our identity. I know I spent a couple more minutes on mine today knowing I was gonna be talking to you. So. Right, I love it. <laughs> Um, so Samantha and James, I just want to thank you once again for joining me and uh, being an inspiration to other businesses. I want to follow your journey in the show notes. We'll have 
exactly how you can find out more about Samantha James Hair Design and uh, see what they're doing and, and get some ideas uh, for what you might want in your service interactions out there. And if you're a business owner listening, think about what you could do. Yeah. Well, thank you again. for having us. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome to see both of you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can find all of the Happy Space Podcast episodes over at happyspacepod.com. That is also where you'll find a link to our online community. Please leave a review over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. And if you liked what you heard, please share. After all, doesn't everyone deserve a happy space?